0: Welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. I'm your host, Mikkel, and today we are talking about labels. Hey guys, what's up? How are y'all doing today? I have been having such a good week. (laughs) And I'm going to be honest, my full 50-50, which is I was a complete wreck on Sunday and Monday and a lot of emotions. Um, As I've told you guys before, my husband and I are going through some fertility stuff and so a lot of emotions there. Um, And now here we are in my positive 50, and I'm feeling really good about um, just having so much fun working with you guys and seeing progress. Um, I had two clients get engaged this past week, and one showed up and was able to feel a lot of confidence and excitement as she said yes, even though there were so many fears she had leading up to this. And she really has shown up and put a lot of work on herself. And she even had moments of people asking her questions about if she felt anxious or about different things in their relationship that might have in the past triggered her or made her feel anxious. But in that moment, she showed up confident, acknowledged her anxiety, and was able to still celebrate this next phase of her life. So... That was a really fun win to see. Another client I actually just started working with, and before our first session, guys, this girl showed up on a consult call. And before even starting the program, just through that consult call, got the confidence to go get engaged. So this is what she wrote me just wanted to update you on my life. I'm engaged now. I know you'll ask me what gave me the confidence to move forward. Honestly, it's how you've indirectly helped me so far. Talking with you on the consult made me realize I'd already made the decision. I just needed to trust myself that I knew what was best for me in my relationship. And I'm sick and tired of fear and anxiety writing my story. Wow, I still have so much to learn. And for the first time in forever, I feel like I'm actually living with faith and hope and starting to accept myself for who I am, anxiety and all. Guys, how cool is that? Just from starting this work. In one call, she was able to start creating the momentum to move forward in her relationship. And this is just the very beginning. We are just starting work and I love seeing you guys make these changes in yourself. I love seeing you guys put yourself out there, invest in you, and create what you want in your life. It is so fun to see. So I just had to take a little bit of a minute to celebrate all these things and celebrate you guys and the work you're doing and... Just remind you guys, like, there is hope, and you can figure this out. And if working with me is something you're interested in, I do have a few limited spots available. So, if you want to get on the list, because I do have some openings around in October, you're going to want to reach out to me. Of course, this is on the date I'm recording the podcast, but you can go to mckelkristen.com and go sign up for the free video where you will then have the opportunity to book a consult with me. So just ask yourself, if you've been thinking about it and kind of wanting it for a while, what are you waiting for? Like the best time for you to work on this is right now. Why are you waiting to feel more confidence and peace in your relationship? To be less consumed with worries and doubts? How could right now be the perfect time for you? Alright, so today we are talking about labels. And I was hesitant to call this podcast this because I'm always thinking about as you guys are scrolling through these episodes and you see a title that you're like, oh, that one fits with what I'm dealing with and you want to listen. And um, I don't know if labels quite communicates this, but I couldn't come up with another word for it. So that's what we're going with. And it If you're questioning this one, you guys, you got to listen. This is going to be really good. So I was thinking about this as I have been watching Married at First Sight. (laughs) So reality TV. um, Yeah, it's great use of my time. Uh, I love it. (laughs) Um, But this show basically just um, shows these different couples that basically um, these professional matchmakers or marriage therapists, well, um, do all these different interviews with different people learn their qualities traits about them what they like dislike um and they'll match them together and if they think that they are a good match um so they'll match like a few different couples and kind of basically they get married at first sight walking down the aisle to each other first time they're meeting um the first time they're meeting each other So they're marrying a complete stranger and just basically trusting these people who have matched them. Um, So it's great to entertain slash um, probably will bring up some anxiety for you if you want to go watch it. Um, But it's interesting for me to see just how having some common values and goals can create a foundation that people are able to start falling in love from um, without even knowing each other. After they're married. <laughs> um, we'll see what happens, obviously. But I think it's interesting to notice like how they are able to really build love and start creating it after they've already made the choice to be married. Um, and I think it's also a good reminder, too, that there's not one specific timeline for how our relationship has to happen. So, anyways... But the reason I bring up this show is one of the couples, the girl was very set on, she wants someone who's manly. That was a quality that she was really looking for. And she was kind of questioning if her partner was really manly enough because they were doing zip lining and he wasn't, um, he was scared of heights. Or they were at a restaurant and there was like this weird food and he was nervous to try it and didn't want to try it. Um, And so she was starting to label him as not manly. And one of the things one of the researchers said is, I think she might need to broaden her perspective on what manly means. Because she essentially has this very rigid definition of it. And this totally got me thinking about how in relationship anxiety, this is something we do all the time. We have these things that we think we want in a relationship, the things that we're looking for in a partner. And we've created very rigid definitions for them. So we tell ourselves we want certain things, like this girl, for example, says she wants someone who's manly. Or maybe we want someone who's spiritual or mature or responsible or whatever it is. We have these qualities in mind and we start looking at our partner in very black and white terms of either they have this quality or they don't have this quality. And it's very inflexible. So we've created this definition in our heads of what this quality should look like, and then we're measuring our partner up to this idea in our heads. So for example, this girl on the show was very caught up and whether or not he was manly because he was scared of heights. Um, and some other things that the researchers like pointed out is he also owns a gym. And he has been leader in different situations and captain of the football team. Which for a lot of people that in, is very gender stereotype masculine roles. So while the researchers identified him as kind of meeting that desire for her of him being masculine in these ways, she had such a rigid definition of it that he had to know how to do all these things and never be afraid of anything and always try new stuff all the time in every situation that he was not measuring up to it and therefore was being put in the box of not manly and therefore not the right person for her. And this is totally... Totally what we do with relationship anxiety is we have these things we want and we're trying to figure out yes or no. Does our partner have this? Oh, no, they don't. Okay, now that means it's the wrong relationship. And these are qualities that we've just kind of decided we want and then we're labeling them when they may not even be true. So for example, if maybe you want someone who's spiritual, you might have an idea of what that looks like. Uh, You might think it's someone who is going on mission trips and they are the leader, the pastor leader of your group, and they are always reminding you to pray with them every night. So we might be looking to these things to define are they spiritual, yes or no, based on this definition We've created in our head. And then maybe what we're not seeing is the time that they are spending studying the scriptures, studying the Bible, praying in the morning, the way that maybe they talk to God in their hearts and their minds throughout the day, or their willingness to go to church with us every week. So they are spiritual, we're just not allowing ourselves to see it because they don't meet our original definition of it. Some of us might want someone who's mature. This is actually something I see come up with quite a few of my clients where they have thoughts about their partner being immature um, And I asked, like, well, how are we measuring that they're being immature? And sometimes it's, well, they're making certain jokes or they act like this around their family. Um, But that same quality is also what brings a lot of the fun and joy that they actually really value in their partner. I know this is true for me, that sometimes my partner... When I'm having more critical eyes, I'm like, he's being too goofy or he's not taking this serious. And then I step back and realize I'm taking this really serious and he's helping bring some light and fun to this. In situations where maybe I might have a tendency to get anxious or spin out and really think through things, he's able to keep it light and make jokes. And... I think the ability to laugh at yourself and not take situations too seriously is actually a form of maturity. And in what other aspects might your partner be mature that you're not even recognizing because you're so focused on those moments? Perhaps one of the qualities you are probably looking for is someone that you find attractive and maybe growing up you define that as a certain type so maybe it's someone who is 6'4 and tan and has blue eyes and blonde hair or whatever it is we had some idea of this is my type this is what's attractive and your partner might not meet that definition now it doesn't mean they're not attractive just means that they look different than what we initially defined as attractive. But it's possible your partner might not meet all of those like basically (laughs) kind of vain metrics that we created, but that they might have their own beauty that perhaps we're missing when we're trying to figure out are they attractive, yes or no. Well, they don't meet these ideas that I had of what attractive should be. One of my clients, one of the qualities he really looks for is someone who's inquisitive. And he spent time kind of trying to figure out, well, I don't know if my girlfriend's really inquisitive and kind of getting spun out and she doesn't meet that quality or that label I'm giving her. And we talked through how in some ways, she is inquisitive, just not about certain topics, that things that really light her up and she gets excited about, she'll ask tons of questions. And in some areas that she's not that interested in, she doesn't ask as many questions. And in some aspects, she is more inquisitive than he is, just around different topics. So the label that he was giving her of not inquisitive wasn't even necessarily accurate. So this is like a natural human thing that we do to make judgment calls. Like we, we try to figure things out very quickly. Our brain wants to be efficient and it wants to think through things very quickly. That's one of our brain's goals. Um is it just wants to decide things fast. And we make make these kind of judgment calls all the time. Like when we're driving, we might see a car move a certain way and we might make a judgment call that, oh, they're probably gonna do this, so I need to hurry and move over here. And they may or may not. But we're very quickly and automatically responding to the world around us and making assumptions because that allows us to operate Quickly and keep us safe. But this trait is not always useful in trying to connect with others or build a romantic relationship. It's very black and white when we just make these labels about our partner that either they do meet these things or they don't, when the reality is there's a lot of nuance there. And I think one of the most powerful skills we can develop is being able to have mental flexibility. Mental flexibility is our ability to open our mind up to other possibilities besides just the one thing our brain is offering us. Because when we make quick judgments and labels of our partner, is we're actually shutting down our ability to really connect with them. We aren't really seeking to see them for who we are, for who they are. We're just trying to hurry and put them in a box so we can make a decision. Rather than being able to see them for all of the complexities of who they are as a person. Like the ways that they are mature or attractive or spiritual in ways that maybe are outside of what we thought initially. And I think it's interesting to even ask yourself, like, what are the qualities I'm looking for? And why are these qualities important to me? Why do they matter? How could I possibly broaden my perspective on what this quality is? In what ways am I looking at it as very black and white? How could it possibly look different from what I initially thought? What if this quality isn't as important as I initially thought? And is it possible my partner has this quality and I'm just not opening my eyes to seeing it? So when we have mental flexibility, we're not so quick to just hold on to the labels that we've given our partner, we are able to see a little bit more of the gray area of what else could this definition possibly mean? In what ways could this be true? And rather than just jumping to a conclusion and giving our partner a label, I think is being able to take a step back. Because we see our partner in certain situations saying different things or responding a certain way. And I think it's valuable to actually try to genuinely understand where they're coming from and what's going on for them, rather than just watching them and using their behavior as evidence for a seat. They don't have this quality or this trait that I need. Um, so for example, My husband really, really likes to be on time. And sometimes my brain wants to label that kind of behavior as he is too rigid. Like it wants to give him that label for him wanting to be on time. And obviously thinking about my husband that way (laughs) doesn't feel good, right? And I took the time once to kind of ask him, you know, like, why Why is it important for you to be on time? Like, why does it matter to you? And, you know, how can I help you meet that? And really just trying to understand what was going on for him. And I learned things about, you know, how he was brought up and the way his parents raised him and their parents raised his parents, his grandparents raised his parents. And... um you know, how he feels, how he perceives being late looks and how it's very important for him to be respectful. So rather than giving him this label of being rigid, once I know all of that, I can see like, oh, he just really values respect. Respect is important to them, to him. And being on time is one of the ways that he does that, that he tries to communicate that. So we can see our partner's different behaviors and just automatically assume a label, like they're rigid or not spiritual enough or this or that, or we can be curious and open. We might be surprised and realize they really do have this quality, or maybe there's just something else they're valuing, right? Like maybe my husband really just values respect versus it means he's rigid, So that's what mental flexibility looks like, is we got to be a little bit curious about what's going on for our partner. And rather than just assuming something's true, just because our brain tells us something negative about a partner and we just like jump on that versus stepping back. Um, Another one of my clients, one thing that I love he did was he was in a conversation with his partner about something political and she was of a different opinion and he in the past might have the tendency to label her as closed-minded or uneducated but in this moment what he did was he was curious with her and he asked her questions and genuinely tried to understand where she was coming from and it helped him really see like no she's not closed-minded or not educated just because of these different things going on for her because of how she was raised and because of these things that she values that she's of this different opinion than me and by being curious about it he was able to not just label her in that moment so i know often one of the things we're very afraid of is settling like we don't want to settle and not get what we want and I think I think it's good to have things we want in a relationship and to have standards but I think often we use settling as this very impossibly high bar we set up for ourselves that no partner could ever meet and anything below that is settling much like the girl on the show oh he's not afraid of he's afraid of heights okay he's not manly it's like "Mm." Most partners we find are going to be afraid of something. So everyone by that definition, every guy you're with will not meet your standard of manliness because everyone's going to have some kind of fear. But I think we can have qualities we want and have firmness in what you do want, but be willing to have flexibility in the definition of it. Be willing to be open to how it presents itself, that it's possible those qualities and things you're looking for are there. We just need to be willing to redefine it and open our mind up a little bit because there is so much good and beauty in your relationship that you are missing out on. Because you're holding on to a fantasy in your head of what it's supposed to look like. And if you're willing to let go of that definition of how it should look, then we truly open up our eyes to fully appreciate and actually experience the goodness that our partner has to bring to the table. If we are holding so tightly to the idea that in order to be attractive, our partner needs to be 6'4 and tan and blue eyes, then we're going to miss the attractiveness and beauty that he does bring to the table. So if you're willing to redefine the qualities you're looking for, you might be surprised at how many of them your relationship actually has. All right, thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. You have a beautiful week and we'll talk next week, bye.